Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. All right, let's go to uh, 2 Peter chapter 2. And um, I want to talk this morning about something that, uh, you know, you don't hear talked about a whole lot. Years ago, it was brought up some. But I want to talk about this morning, and I want to talk about uh, the priesthood of the believer. And and what I mean by that is this, that, you know, in the the Old Testament, you know, they had priests. And they they were the mediary, mediary, uh, intercessor between the people and God. They, people got access to God through the priests, but... Uh, today, we're going to see from the Bible, we're all priests. Yeah. Hallelujah. The scriptures teach that. And so, you know, um, around in the 1500s, Martin Luther came out with a revelation of the priesthood of the believer. I mean, it wasn't something that was new, but it was something that was rediscovered by Martin Luther. It was in the Bible, so it wasn't like it wasn't there before. But, you know, uh, some churches have priests that, you know, you confess your sins to. They're kind of a mediator between you and God. But the truth is, every believer has access to God. Amen. And we're going to talk about that this morning just for a little bit here. In 2 Peter chapter, uh, chapter 2, I want to read a couple verses. Verse 5, the Bible says, You also as lively are, are li- living stones. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 2. Excuse me. 1 Peter, chapter 2. All right. Is that better? All right. All right. Now, verse 5, chapter 2, verse 5. You also as lively stones or living stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. How many know that we're a holy priesthood? He just said we were. And, and we offer up spiritual sacrifices. Thank God we don't offer up blood sacrifices. I mean, anybody glad about that? You know, we're, we're not still doing that. Some religions are still doing that. We had a lady that used to come here. Um, I don't even think she lives around here now, but, but her husband was a, was a Muslim. And she would talk about how he'd offer up roosters in the backyard and stuff. Thank God we don't have to do that. You know, thank God. Our sacrifice has already been offered up. Once and for all. Hallelujah. And he, he sanctified forever the, those that believe in him. Amen? So verse 9 says, but you are a chosen generation. So, you know, has anybody ever heard of generational curses? Well, you're, you're, you're not in the same generation you were before you got born again. You're now in a chosen generation. You know, sometimes you see people that, you know, Maybe the family members had this wrong with them and that wrong with them physically and so forth, and that tries to pass down. I've seen that happen. I've seen, you know, maybe uh, heart problems with, you know, great-grandpa had it, grandpa's got it, dad's got it, now son's got it. But once you get in Christ, you're not in that generation any longer. You're in a chosen generation, and Christ Jesus doesn't have heart problems. Hallelujah. And we're redeemed from that curse. Amen? 
And so don't just accept those things. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the doctor will ask you, well, do you have this in your family? Do you have this in your background? Do you have that in your background? And so forth. And, you know, you want to say it's none of your business. It's none of your business. But you're nice, right? I hope you are. Right? And we say, well, yeah, but, you know, I know something you don't know. That's not a part of my lineage any longer. Amen. Maybe they had alcohol problems, but not me. I'm free. Hallelujah. Maybe they had some kind of curse in their life, but not me. I'm free. Not you. You're free. Amen. And he says, um, he says, but we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Man, we're not just a priesthood. We're, we're, we're in a family of royalty. Isn't that something? Uh, a holy nation, a peculiar people, the King James says, and, and our special people, that you should show forth... Here's what we're to do as priests. Show forth the praises of him who's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, you know, this word praises here, it, it, it just, it literally, it's, it's a word that's a little hard to translate. It has a variety of meanings. Some translations translate it maybe his excellencies, his moral virtue. Uh, none of that is necessarily wrong, but I'm going to tell you what we're to do is we're to show forth people what, why we praise God. <laughs> we're to show forth His goodness. Yeah. Hallelujah. And His mercy. Hallelujah. Right. And we're to show forth these things. And so what I want to talk about, and I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to go uh, real long today, uh, but I want to just talk about, I never go real long. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you think it is, but that's just your, that's your on your end, but, you know, but I want to talk about the fact that we have been made a priesthood. Amen. And what that means, you know, and that we all share, we all share in, in the priestly ministry status of Jesus. He's our high priest. Well, if he's the high priest, there must be lower priest, right? Is that not true? Come on. Of course. It, see, unlike the Old Testament, the people were dependent on the priest. Uh, we're, we all have a priestly status. Now, that doesn't mean we don't need evangelists, pastors, apostles, prophets, and teachers. Man, those are leaders in the body of Christ, instructors. But you don't have to have a pastor or a prophet or a teacher or, you know, or that to, get, to get to God to pray, to get through to God or to get saved. Amen? You know, people get religious ideas, and that, but, but it's not necessarily that way. You know, I went to a guy, lead a guy to the Lord, and he said, well, can, let's go to church, you know. And I said, we don't, we don't have to go to church for you to get saved. But that was just his thinking, you know. We can touch God right here where we're at in this basement where we were at. And I prayed with him to lead him to the Lord in a basement. God's there, amen. And so we, we have to understand, see, when, when, uh, when you go back in Jesus' time, you know, in, in his day, there were estimated somewhere around 18,000 priests in the land. 18,000. Uh, because any, anybody that was of the lineage of Aaron was, a, was for the priesthood. They were set apart for the priesthood. And so there were somewhere around 18,000 in Jesus' time. And, 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 and uh, some, of them, some of them never got to go and, and, and work in the temple. Uh, in the holy place. You know, the holy place was the place before you went to the holy of holies. Is anybody following me? Or, all right. You know, it was the, you know, in there was the, what? It was the table of showbread, the, uh, the uh, altar of incense, and there was another thing, thing in there. I can't remember what it was, but anybody remember? 
and the laver was out, and the, uh, the laver was out, the table of showbread. There you go. Y'all knew that, right? Sure, Deanne had it. I don't know why she didn't help me. Praise God. <laughs> she just let me sweat. So you had, you had the table of showbread. You had, you had the altar of incense. What was the other thing I said? I said showbread trot. So we still only got two things in there. <laughs> There's three things in there. All right. Praise God. I don't want to show my ignorance, but now, now I'm not going to think about that. So you know, you had the, all right, you had the table of showbread. You had the altar of incense. You, the golden lampstand. Thank you, Pastor Jerry. A pastor should know that. Praise God. Hey, I'm a pastor. I should know that, right? All right, so those three things. are Now, listen, they, you know, you, you think that's where, the, that's where the priest worked at. They worked in the temple. But there were so many of them that you, when you read about Zacharias, John the Baptist's uh, father, it says that he was in the temple. He was there by his course. It was time for his group of priests. The priests were grouped in certain groups different numbers of groups. It was his group's time to serve the temple. He was, he, by course, the King James says, it was his course, his time. And it says, by lot, his lot was to offer incense. So they drew lots to see who got to go into the holy place to work. It was a real privilege. You listening now? It was a real privilege. It was a big deal. Because some priests, all their lives, never got to go in there. But Zacharias... His, the lot was drew for him to go in there, and he's, he's in there, and the Lord, an angel, appears and says, you know, he was an old man, and his wife was old, and the Bible says the angel appeared and said, you and your wife are going to have a son, John the Baptist. So this was a big day for Zacharias, amen. And so, but the good thing about it, us is, listen, man, we can, the Bible says we have boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. We, we, it, we, we, we've just been given free access. Now, when you think about priests, you know, different things about priests, and we could talk about different things. There's a lot of things we could talk about, but we, we won't talk about everything. But, but the priests, according to Leviticus, they had to be without blemish. If they had certain things wrong with them, they couldn't serve in the priesthood. You know, and you, you can read those things in Leviticus 21, 22. It gives you the qualifications for a priest. And if you had, if you had any defect... You know, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't serve as a priest, you know, and they couldn't have any blemishes. They had to be perfect physically, kind of like me, you know. And uh, Brother Kenny, praise God. But if, if you weren't like me and Brother Kenny, you couldn't serve in the priesthood. Praise God. Amen. Can I have an amen? <laughs> Thank you. That, that was a joke about Brother Kenny, but I was serious about me. Amen. All right. Now, uh, but you had, to be, you had to have certain qualifications. Now, uh, the Bible tells us that in Revelation chapter 1, it tells us that Jesus has washed us by His own blood and made us kings and priests unto God our Father. In other words, he, by His blood, He has cleansed us of all blemishes. And we are perfect, praise God, by the blood of Jesus. Amen? And so now, you know, th this is what Paul was talking about when he's talking about, you know, in Corinthians, he said, we are the, we are the aroma of, of, of God. We are, the, we are the fragrance of God. 
Why? Because when those priests like Zechariah, when he's in there and he's burning this incense, I mean, he's coming out of there, he's smelling like this. This has permeated his clothing, his hair, his whole being. <coughs> this incense has permeated him. You know, just like if you're in a, you're in a smoke-filled room, you, you know, before Christ, have you ever, was you ever in some smoke-filled rooms that were filled with some not-so-good smoke? Maybe marijuana smoke? No, you all were too holy for that. But anyway, I was. You would come out of there, and there was no doubt what you were doing. Yeah, now it's the Mexican restaurant. Amen. You know, when, you know you, that's a good smell, isn't it? Isn't that right, Juan? You leave a Mexican restaurant, you smell, man, like you've been to a Mexican restaurant. It's like, mm, hallelujah. Praise God. But how many you know... Uh, you know, just like uh, people that, you know, like we used to have Phyllis's, we used to go to Phyllis's mom and dad's house. Of course, she used to live there. Uh, but after we were married and her dad, you know, he smoked a lot and the whole house was permeated with cigarette smoke. So every time you left there, you, you smelt it, you know, you smelt that way. It permeated. Well, you know what? We're supposed to spend time in the presence of God. Amen. And we're, we're supposed to come out smelling like God. Amen. That's supposed to permeate our, we're supposed to spend enough time with him that it permeates us. And we come out, Paul said, we're the savor of God. We're the fragrance of God. Hallelujah. And, and, and for us, it's a fragrance of life, praise God. And so, you know, God's given us a special privilege that we, we can come into his presence at any time. You know, the, the priests in the Old Testament, they would go and they would work in the outer court. Um, where was the, the, the brazen altar, and that's where the laver was. Uh, but then they, some would go, get to go into that, that holy place, but only one of them got to go into the holy of holies, and that was only once a year, and that was the high priest. He got to go in there once a year to make atonement, and that's where the Ark of the Covenant was at, the mercy seat, amen, at, at the glory of God, the Shekinah glory of God would appear in there. And he got to see that. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. But it, it had a lot of responsibility with it because if you didn't do it right, you died. So when you went to work that morning, it was like you kissed your wife goodbye. Hope to see you later, honey. Because if you messed up, amen, they would even tie a rope on you, on your, on your leg in case you died See, they wore, they had, they, they, in case they died, they could pull them out. Isn't it wonderful that today you and I can go into the very presence of God freely because of the blood of Jesus and live to tell about it? Hallelujah! I have been for over 40 some years. Pursuing the presence of God. Could I have done better? Absolutely, every one of us could have. But I've been pursuing the presence of God. And, and I know when I get into the presence of God, I come out changed. The news doesn't do that for me. Phyllis says it changes me. Sometimes she'll say, what you been doing? Because there's an edge on me and it's not a godly edge. But when I go into God's presence, I come out better. Isn't that right? 
You know, I, I do other things. Don't, you know, don't think that all pastor does is he sits around and prays in tongues and reads his Bible. No, I watch football. Last year I had to suffer through watching the Colts every Sunday. Thinking, gosh, I got to get Sunday tickets so I don't have to watch the Colts. Sunday ticket, you can watch other games. Here you're stuck with regional games. Anyway, that's another story. But I like to watch westerns, good western movies. You know what I'm saying? I have this channel called Grit on my cable, and I record western movies. I never watch anything live because that's just my policy. I don't do that. I may, you know, if the weather, I might watch the weather, but I don't do that because it, 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 it wastes too much of your time. You have to wait. to com- I, I, I skip through commercials. Bam, 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 bam. I'm back to the TV show. So I can record everything, but I watch that. So that's not all I do, but I don't come out of there changed. Amen. Not for the good. It's not always bad. Sometimes the news, news would change me into, I'd have an edge on me. I'd want to go hit somebody that disagreed with me politically. And that's never God. How many know that? Jesus said, slap them. So he knocked some sense into them. He, you know, he said, lay hands on them. Suddenly, repeatedly. With your fist closed. No, he didn't say that. How many know he didn't say that? Now, he said lay hands on them and heal them, right? Bless them, right? So, so but when, I'm in, when I come out of God's presence, I'm changed for the good. Amen. I want to do good things, not bad things. Amen. So let's talk about this just for a little bit here. We've got a little bit of time left. But let's talk about this this morning. Let's talk about what, all right, if I'm a priest. You know, priests offered up things, didn't they? If I'm a priest, what am I supposed to offer up? Well, I want to give you some things. I'm not saying these are all the things in the Bible, but some of the things. But here's some of the things that we, because we offer up spiritual sacrifices. Everybody say spiritual sacrifices. All right, we're called to offer up spiritual sacrifices. You've got to ask yourself, am I offering up anything? Well, let's talk about that. Let's just see, are we offering up anything? Is there more we can offer up? Uh, Do we realize what we're doing? Let's think about this, all right? Now listen to this. Here, here are some of the things that we offer as, as spiritual sacrifices. We offer praise, worship, thanksgiving, and prayer. Praise, worship, thanksgiving, and prayer. See, the Bible says in Hebrews 13, 15, by Him let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. So when we're praising God, how many know we're, we're offering up sacrifices? David said... David said, let the lifting up of my hands be as the evening sacrifice. This isn't just a charismatic Pentecostal thing. This is a Bible thing, lifting up your hands. It's in the Bible. It's in the New Testament and the Old Testament. And it's, 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 a, it's a surrender to God. It's a worship of God. Amen. Uh, amen. Now, now, you know, there's a lot of scriptures we could look at. We're not going to look at them this morning, but I'm going to just make you aware of some. How many know the, the psalmist said in Psalm 50, verse 23, who are, who, who so offers praise glorifies me? Hallelujah. Praise God. So how many remember Paul and Silas when they were in prison? What did they do? They stepped over in their priestly ministry, didn't they? They began to pray 
and sing praises unto God. Now, you have to understand, they were, if when you read that scripture and you think about it and you break it down, they, they were treated as some really severe prisoners. They were in the innermost part of the prison. They were in the most secure spot. These people are dangerous. They preach good news. It's about like our world today, isn't it? They think we're dangerous because we preach good news. And so they, their backs were beaten. They're feeding stocks. At midnight, instead of complaining, they praised and sang praises to God. Amen. And they just, you know, somebody, I've got a praise in my heart. Well, the Bible says what's in your heart comes out your mouth. Right. Amen. So we have to understand, they, they, the Bible says the prisoners heard them. They weren't quiet about it. And the Bible says suddenly, everybody say suddenly. This is how you get suddenlies. Suddenly there was a great earthquake and the, 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 the foundations of the prison were shaken. The doors were open and everybody's bonds got loosed. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because they were doing their priestly ministry. Amen. Amen. Now listen, we, we think about this. Uh, think about, uh, you know, in the, in the New Testament, Luke, the Bible says the disciples were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. They were being priests. They were doing their job as priests. Well, think about it now. I, I, I want you to think about this. You and I don't want this to happen. You, we, don't, we don't want God to look down on our service and everybody's offering sacrifice but us. I don't know about you. I don't want that happening. I don't want God to look down and say, you know, uh, why are all the others doing the priest and ministry, but this one or this one didn't? I want to be part of it, don't you? Amen. 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 You know, the Lord said this to me one time, you know, by the Spirit. He said, I've done so much with my people. Why don't they praise me? He's done so much for us. Man, if you're just, if all you are is just, if all you are, if all you are is just saved, you never got healed, you never got blessed financially, you never got anything, you never got any kind of miracle, how many know you're pretty blessed just by being born again? Right? Remember we talked last week about uh, being acquitted? We've been acquitted. We were guilty, but we got off because we got a good lawyer. Hallelujah. And he got us off, praise God, because he paid the price. So just that alone ought to make us shout. Just the fact that I'm not going to hell. Hallelujah. Amen. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Now, so, so that, you know, Thanksgiving, having I mean, no Thanksgiving, just being thankful. Right. right? The Bible's full of teaching about Thanksgiving. Psalm 16, 17 talks about offering the sacrifice of Thanksgiving. All right, let's talk about prayer. David said in Psalm 141, verse 2, he said, Let my prayer be set forth as incense before you. In other words, it's an offering. It's a sacrifice. The Bible says that we're to, in Ephesians, it tells us that we're to uh, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Amen. So when we pray, how I many know we're, we're functioning in a priest ministry? I may be, well, Paul told us one thing he said uh, to uh, pray for all that are in authority. Right? Now, sometimes that's, that's hard to do, isn't it? If you've got a president you like, it's easy to pray for him. If you've got one that you don't like, you want, you want to pronounce curses. 
Smite him with the hemorrhoids of Egypt, the botch. Don't tell me you don't ever think those thoughts, you little saint-eyes people. Amen. Listen, I've had presidents. It was far easier for me to pray for them than certain ones. Amen. But here's, here's the thing. When you read that verse, I'm going to tell you what that verse is talking about. It says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty, for, for it's the will of God for, for, that all men be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. What is the Lord telling us to pray for our leaders? He's, t- he's telling us to pray for their salvation. Because until they get saved, they're not going to change. An old preacher years ago by the name of Lester Roloff. Anybody old enough to remember Lester Roloff? Brother Kenny, I should have known that. Praise God. Amen. I'm teasing. Yes, Lester Roloff is already gone. Amen. Oh, he knew he's dead. I didn't know that. Lester Roloff. He said something is so simple, but it was remarkable. He said, if you want to save America, get America saved. I mean, that's the truth. So when Paul talks about praying, of course, I pray for our leaders to have wisdom. I pray for the Spirit of the Lord to rest upon them to do their jobs. I pray for them to have godly counsel, but I pray for their salvation. Because the Bible tells us who's fit to be in office in the book of 2 Samuel, verse chapter 23. It says, he that ruleth among men must be just, and he must rule in the fear of God. That's the qualifications. We think they have to have so much knowledge about this and so much knowledge about that. Let me tell you something. That's good, but if they don't have these other things, then they'll have the wrong kind of knowledge. So... Just knowing things doesn't, 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 doesn't cut it. You've got to have the fear of God in your life. Amen. Now, what else do we offer up to God as sacrifices? How about our bodies and our minds? Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's just reasonable for God to expect you to do righteous things with your body. Amen. And then he said, present and, and, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God expects us to present our bodies to him and our minds. Don't use your mind for junk. Use your mind for good things. Fill it with the knowledge of God. Renew it. God gave us his word so we could renew our minds, so we could think like he thinks. So we present our minds. We don't just let our minds just, you know, feed on anything. We let them feed on the Word of God. How many of you have to keep your mind washed, right, by the Word? We've talked about that before. Life's full of contaminations. You can drive down a road and contaminations are out there. But the Word of God will wash your mind. Hallelujah. So we're to present our bodies. We don't just do with our bodies what we want to do with our bodies. We don't just do anything with them. We present them to God holy. You have to remember that God bought your body. Amen. Now we're to present it as a living sacrifice to Him. All right. How about this? How about our money? Did you know Paul told the church at Philippi, he said that the offering they gave to him was a sacrifice well-pleasing to God? It was an offering to God. What do we call it? We're going to receive the what? Amen. We don't say we're going to receive the stick up. 
Right? We don't make anybody do anything. Right? It's an offering, right? Well, who's an offering to? Well, yes, it goes to the Lord. That's what Paul said. He said, the stuff you brought to me, even though Paul physically got it, he said it was an offering to the Lord because I'm doing his work. Amen. It's going to his work. So, and that's the people he said, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So when we give finance, when you gave today, how many know you were offering? You were, you were acting and serving as a priest, offering up a sacrifice to God. Hallelujah. I still am. I, does, any, does anybody marvel like I do that God, that the tithe belongs to the Lord, right? Know what the Bible says? I said, isn't that what the Bible says? It says that, right? But when we give it, he talks about how he'll bless us. I'm thinking, that's just not fair. God's getting the short end of the, he's getting the short stick here. It's his money. He trusts us with it. We give it back to him and he blesses us for giving it back. It's like me lifting Pastor Jerry's billfold out of his pocket when he doesn't know it. And I, and, and you know, uh, then he, then I give it back to him. He says, well, I'm just going to give you a hundred bucks for giving it back to me. I mean, I shouldn't have took it to start with. <laughs> that's, that's our good God. Amen. All right. What about the last thing I want to talk about this morning? Did you get anything today? I want to talk about this. How about, and I got three things here. How about good works? This is a Hebrews 13, 16 says, uh, forget not to, 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 to do good works and to communicate or share. Forget not for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. How many, that's just called being a blessing, right? That's called blessing people. Amen. How about our service to God? Right? All that you, all that are working for God, doing things in the house of God, doing things for God. How many of that service is a priestly sacrifice to God? Amen. How, how about this? <clears throat> how about our encouragement of one another? <clears throat> look, look at Hebrews chapter 11. We'll close right here. Hebrews 11 chapter... <clears throat> Hebrews, I'm sorry, the 10th chapter. Hebrews chapter 10. It's a little different today. I hope you get, got something out of it. But anyway, uh, it's what we're serving up today. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 says, Let us consider one another, uh, the King James says, to provoke. Now, good thing it doesn't stop there. Unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Well, we see the day approaching, don't we? And he says we're to exhort, that word could be translated, encourage one another. How many know we're to come and gather together and encourage one another? Right? You know, say good things to one another. Amen. You know, say, say good things. Be, be positive, right? And a blessing. And encourage one. You, you never know. You know, <clears throat> I've had people just do small things for me, but it was very timely. I mean, at times when, you know, well, Pastor, you'd never face any discouragement or any tribulation or any trials or, uh, no, uh, you're right. Never do. Praise God. 
you know. I don't know what that's like. And, you know, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what temptation's like. I never have any of that either. And, uh, you know, I just uh, feel like I've already got my glorified body. and Everything just goes smooth all the time for me. How many know that's not true? How many know pastor faces the same thing everybody else faces? It's called life and the devil. Right? But I have had people that just said something to me. And I, I mean, it made me thinking, man, that was really like, you know, I, I've had people like when I've, I, you know, because sometimes you preach and sometimes there's a real strong anointing. And sometimes for whatever reason, there might not be a strong anointing. And what people don't know is you can't wait till they get it over with and go to lunch. And then somebody come and say to you, that changed my life. And you think, was you listening to the same message I preached? Was you listening to somebody else while I was preaching? But how I many know, just little things sometimes encourage people, right? You know, I told you about the person, you know, and I've told this story before, but I told you about the person that, you know, I had gotten out of my car or my truck. When I got out, I dropped my keys in between the seat and the console. And I always dislike that immensely. That is one thing I just don't like. Because then you got to fish them out, you know, and I'm in a hurry and I'm trying to fish them out. And I guess I get out of the truck and I don't have this greatest, you know, smile on my face or greatest look about me, you know. And so, you know, I walk, you know, I go to my office and then I'm in my office and I hear a knock on the door and, and, and I said, come in. And this person from the church uh, sticks their head in the door and says, are you all right, Pastor? I said, well, yeah. They said, well, I just noticed you didn't have that same light about you, that same smile on your face and I thought well I'm fine thanks for checking though I really appreciate it thanks for checking and I realized it was because I, I, I lost my keys I dropped my keys between the seat and that's the only thing that can get me uh, in the flesh <laughs> I've conquered everything else <laughs> Phyllis brought up another thing of course she's fi- I talk about encouraging people and she's picking out my faults here <laughs> drive throughs <laughs> uh, I remember Pastor Debbie and Greg with us one time. We, were, we had preached at a meeting somewhere or something, and, we, and, and they were helping us, and we stopped at a drive-thru. And I don't know, there were six of us in the van, maybe. I don't remember how many. There was maybe more than six because we'd all traveled to do a meeting. And uh, <clears throat> so I'm trying to place these orders for everybody, and this lady is telling me I can only take one order and I'm like, I got so many people in this van. I'm trying. I got in the flesh. Pastor Dave said, that's the first time I've ever seen you get in the flesh in my life. I thought, you just ain't been around long, sister. <laughs> Hallelujah. But how many understand that we all need encouragement? Yeah. Yeah, amen. The, uh, the uh, guy who started Chick-fil-A, the, Mr. Kathy, he said this one time. He said, you know how you can tell if somebody needs encouragement? They're breathing. They're breathing. If they're breathing, they need encouragement. Amen. And so that is actually a, that's actually a sacrifice. So we shouldn't come to church. Now listen to that. Thank God that you get blessed or you get ministered to at church, but you shouldn't come to church with, that, with this thought process, what am I going to get out of it? You should come with the process, what am I going to put into it? Amen. What am I going to put into that? That's the way God wants us to come. 
Who am I going to bless today? Who am I going to encourage today? Amen. Mark looks a little down. Jackie's maybe not been treating him like he should be treated. Everybody's doubting that one, right? Now she's down. Now Jackie's down. So we're going to have to lift them both up. I mean, uh, we, you, sometimes maybe, you know, all people need is just a word, right? Just say, hey, man, appreciate you, love you, you know? Amen. I mean, you know, it, it, that's all, that's all, that's all. I'll tell this story. It, the, the, I, I would not recommend doing one, I'm about to tell you, but it was God. Dr. Barclay one time was doing his second job holding bags for Miss Vicky while she shops. He said that's his second job, preaching's his first. <clears throat> and he said he was doing that, and he said this younger lady was trying on a dress, and she comes out of the dressing room. He said, I don't know why I said what I said. He said, I don't say this. He, he, said, he said, I just said to her, in a nice, respect way, ma'am, you look nice. He said, when I said that, she fell into my arms and started crying. He thought, I'm going to die today. Vicky is coming out of that dressing room, and I'm a dead man. This is my last day on earth. He goes, oh, no, 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 ma'am, no, 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 no. He's like, no, no, I didn't mean anything like that. And, and, and she said, she began to talk to him. She says, I, I am a backslidden Pentecostal believer. And she said, I told God, I'm ugly. Nobody cares about me. I'm going home, and I'm going to kill myself today. And he said, ma'am, you look nice in that dress. Wow. And that broke it off of her. I don't recommend you doing that, man. <clears throat> huh? Unless it's your wife. But that was one exception where it was the Holy Ghost. And this little lady, this little young lady, her life was spared. Because of a word of encouragement that delivered her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is being a priest. Amen. Praise God. You get something today out of God's word. Just a little encouragement there. Wasn't deep. Wasn't, wasn't any big revelation. But we have a priesthood. Come on up, Jill. Praise God for his word. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to have the word of God? I mean, think about this. I mean, we, we carry this wherever we go. Always get encouragement from the Word. If nobody else encourages you, this will. Hallelujah. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening.